0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. I am so happy and thrilled that more and more people are discovering energy healing and how it's changing their lives in many different ways, giving them peace, a sense of well-being, clarity, calmness. Part of that energy healing is Reiki. And I found somebody that is a Reiki master, and so much more—a certified addiction recovery coach, as well a certified spirituality coach—and we'll get with all of that in a sec. But first, we got to bring her in here. And it's Debbie Peters. Debbie, welcome. How are you?
1: Hi, Steve. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here today, and uh, you know, was looking forward to this for for a while now.
0: Yeah, I, and and I will be the first to admit to you that I've been working in the metaphysical area for a long time, but I only started doing Reiki not too long ago. And I, you should never look back, but why did I wait so long? It is just, it's, it's a game changer and something that is so easy to have done that makes you feel so much better. Now for anybody that's not really sure what Reiki is, why don't we go there very briefly, tell everybody how it heals with energy.
1: Okay. Um, so with the, with the Reiki, um, my, these, and I'm going to give you my, my opinions and my beliefs. So everyone has an energy field around them. And it's being open to accepting um, the connection to, to one another. So with, with the Reiki, it's sending intentional healing and connecting to someone's energy. Uh, and Reiki goes where, where it is needed. Uh, so some people say that they have, you know, they may get a sensation somewhere, um, you know, in their body. They may not feel anything at all, and that's okay. There's no right or wrong way. It's the, the individual accepting to receive the Reiki and, be, and I, as a Reiki practitioner, being attuned to be able to send Reiki to an individual. And, that, and what's wonderful about this whole thing is it doesn't always have to be in person. It can be yep. done distant as well. And there's just as, you know, the benefits are just as, um, as good as if you were in person. So it's, it really has numerous benefits to it.
0: Absolutely. And the first session I ever had was virtual. I never even met the practitioner. This is before we met here. What a difference and I had it uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh somebody who I'm connected with. And I got to tell you, 2 days later I had such clarity on a personal situation. It I'm like, "What? Maybe I got a you know, great amount of sleep that night." But no, then I thought about it. It's like, "Hmm, that was the Reiki doing that and it helped me move forward in a certain direction." So the thing that blows me away is the fact that the energy goes where it needs to go and can be done virtually. So that being said, somebody who's dealing with any challenges in their life, anxiety, just they feel a little bit off. Maybe they have some physical issues. Reiki can help them out with that, right?
1: Yes. Yes, it can. And like I said, the most important thing, you know, is being being open to it and yep. not questioning it. Like you had said, that you had felt better, and you were wondering, oh, maybe it was a good night's sleep. But the thing is, you know, balancing the energy in your body probably allowed you to get a better night's sleep. Mm. Therefore, it was the Reiki. Um, so it's, it's balancing the energy in the body. And again, some people, it, it could be immediate. It could be, you know, a couple of days down the road, but... When you start to feel a shift don't my whole thing is don't question it it's working yeah because yeah. a lot of people you know when i first started with the reiki that was i had so many things i was um dealing with some trauma in my life some past issues uh you know with th- with, with things in my life and as I started going to Reiki circles and practicing it more, it really inspired me to take this to another level so I could help other people because, you know, I haven't walked in everybody's shoes, but I'm sure there are people that can identify, you know, you the more tools you have in your toolbox to help you, um, like you said, whether it be anxiety or stress or even, you know, pain from a medical um, issue, uh, it.
0: There are many benefits to it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm just going to share before we hit up another section of Reiki. The first time I had it done, I did question it because I wondered, is this feeling I have that's going from my feet to my head back down to my feet as she was doing it virtually? And all I was doing was just sitting on the couch doing nothing. I wondered, is it in my head? Am I thinking that just because I know that she's doing something virtually? But it wasn't because she shared some things with me after the session that she she picked up on and they were very personal. Uh, there's no way she could have known that without having some kind of energy sent or transferred or whatever it might be. Do you ever get that, Debbie? Do people tell you or do you tell them after a session? Hmm, I got a little something. I'm, I'm picking up on something here. What is this? You ever get that? Yeah.
1: Yes. Um Sometimes people will share, you know, their feelings or I might sense that, for instance, if I feel warmth by somebody's shoulder,
0: mm-hmm. I, you know, again,
1: I don't diagnose, I don't treat, I'm not a medical professional, yep. but I think it's important to communicate with the individual and nothing, you know, it, it, it's just what what I'm feeling. There, That doesn't mean something's wrong, um, but they could say, oh yeah, you know, when you were When you had your hands, or when you were sending distant reiki, and we discussed my shoulder, oh, I felt warmth there. So it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong. It's just that connection of energy. And again, do not doubt it. Yeah. Because there is, you know, we we all have energy. Um, Plants have energy, and the more people I think explore things and become open minded to. Alternative, you know, alternatives to take care of themselves and add it to what they, you know, what they they are currently doing. Um, more power to them.
0: Oh, sure. It's like you you have an arsenal now. You have you have more things to help you heal, and it doesn't have to come out of a pill bottle, <laughs> which is exactly. it was amazing. Um, how did this journey begin for you, Debbie? Um.
1: Well. Briefly, uh, how it began was my, my husband was working for someone who happened to be a, a Reiki master teacher. And I had had an injury. And he had come home one evening, and he said, I just, you know, I want you to lie down. He said, you know, he turned off the light. And he said, just, you know, just lay still for a minute. And he started, he took his hands. He didn't even touch me. He just took his hands and started scanning my uh, upper hip and around my thigh area, and after a while, the pain that I had subsided. Didn't go away a hundred percent, but to me at that time, anything was you know was beneficial. So I was so intrigued by this because it was him channeling energy and was focus focusing on my injury, and sending the, it was the intent to have the pain uh, dissipate. Um, and that's what worked. So after that, I I was just blown away, and I started, like I said, I started attending Reiki circles and had amazing, amazing experiences. I had family members say to me, Debbie, you know, you used to be a little bit more anxious and, you know, um, your attitude, just everything. There's like more clarity in your life. And the shift was just, it it was amazing. Mm. Like we call it aha moments. You get that aha moment.
0: Without a doubt. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. I wish the aha moment came a long time ago, but that's all part of your journey. You know, you, you live, you learn, you figure it out. And to the point of Reiki being energy, and we're all energy, everything is energy, even the chair you're sitting on, the car you're driving in, it's a different type of energy because it's not a living being. Pets have energy and can be healed with Reiki, and you do that, right?
1: Yes, yes. Um, I said it's, it's very similar as to it can, it can be distant, and it could be sent to a pet um, for present, even future uh, so if a, an animal, you know, or a pet is having surgery, Reiki could be sent to them prior prior to their surgery. And one of the things, too, is funny, because you're supposed to ask the individual and even the pet for permission. Um, do I have permission? And being in, an, you know, working with energy, you can get a sense. So if there's an animal who, like, is, Acting up, then you kind of know, you know what this animal's not open to receiving this rate the reiki um, so it's all it's about sensing you know when once you start to do that, mm. it it just kind of flows, and you know like I would say you, if you're looking at somebody and they look sad or you can sense like if someone's been happy you know is happy a lot during the day. And all of a sudden, they're not so happy. You can sense that their energy, you know, hey, is something bothering you? And a lot of times, it's, it's true. So the same thing with animals. You can sense the animal's energy.
0: I've often heard that, depending on the animal, you can pick up on just what you're saying, Debbie, those signs. like I, I, Somebody told me who does animal Reiki, that they can walk into a barn and there could be a couple of horses that they're going to do Reiki on. The horses know right away, as soon as they walk in and they could start sending that energy and the horse turns their head and like kind of even nuzzles them sometimes. And then there's been a, somebody described to me once after, after a period of Reiki, uh, the animals just walked away they're like, oh, I'm good. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate that. Love you. <laughs> and I'm done. It's amazing what they pick up on, but Animals don't have to worry about the stuff that we worry about. They, they're, they're so grounded. They're also on the ground, most of them. Their, their hooves, paws, whatever, touching the ground. Uh, if we could all live like animals in that regard, <laughs> what a great world this would be. We're going to do a, what you call a mindfulness meditation, an example of that. I'll call it a mini meditation in just a few moments. But Along with Reiki, want to talk about the spirituality and recovery coaching that you offer. Tell us about that.
1: Okay, um, so I am a certified, and it's through New York State, uh, spirituality and recovery coach. Um, I had worked in the cl- a clinical setting for a while with individuals who were diagnosed um, with substance use disorders. Uh, and I feel that there's a great need for supportive services once the individual completes the treatment. Um, I, you know, seeing people diagnose the stigma that comes behind it, what I like to do is encourage and support them in their recovery, you know, journey. Uh, and it's about the person being in control when it comes to coaching, uh, not telling them what to do, how to do it, what they need to do. It's about exploring what's best for them and what recovery means and looks like to them. It's non-clinical. I, you know, I do not diagnose addiction. Um, and it's it's more of a support services. Like, wh- you know, where do you want to be in your recovery? What does recovery look like for you? And it's just about encouraging them to live a healthy lifestyle.
0: Who would be perfect for you to work with?
1: Uh, someone who is new, a new recovery. Okay. Uh, maybe they have left, you know, a treatment program and they don't, you know, they don't know where to go to have supportive services. Mm. Um, someone who's been in recovery for, for years and they just need, you know, motivation uh, to just stay, you know, stay on track. Um, so, you know, there there's so many different types of individuals.
0: I got to tell you, and I hear this all the time, you know, in the Northeast, around the country, it is so hard to find People in that capacity, in that coaching capacity, I know you know you're not technically not a therapist, but you coach somebody along and help them, you know, in their journey. Uh, so thank you for doing what you do there. And on the spirituality side, is that for somebody that feels like they they're maybe lost in their spirituality? Maybe they they've lost their faith. Uh, who yeah. Would, yeah. And
1: it, and what happens with with addiction? Um, people have sometimes lost hope
0: i just going to say that word thank you (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
1: they've lost hope uh they don't have a higher power um and that's and and i try to i try to be as open-minded as i can because people come from all walks of life they're different belief systems different religions um and i love to hear about people's experiences and and you know what what their beliefs are and then and then work on that. But when people have lost hope, it's so important to get into that spiritual spirituality part of it and what again, what that looks like for them. And to help them discover something greater than their self. And it's possible for them to be happier and healthier.
0: Hmm. Do you hear that a lot, especially in the last couple of years? Maybe, maybe as a byproduct of COVID, that people have lost that that connection of faith, or and and again, we can define spirituality as anything; it doesn't have to necessarily be religion, but that just correct that, that feeling of you know, being connected somewhere.
1: Absolutely, yeah, hmm. the, definitely losing that connectedness. Um, people have been in their houses, um, you know, have not been able to see family members and just even if you read in the paper and the news, not that, you know, uh, uh, but people who, who are depressed, you know, and who are still scared. Um, and from what I understand, again, I'm not going to give statistics here because I haven't done the research, but substance use disorders have, you know, yeah. gone up. Because everybody was at home and people didn't know what to do or again, self-medicating to yeah. make it go away, to make it go away. And there's so many other ways to, to deal with that.
0: I recently had a conversation with somebody the other night and he put up a point that I didn't even think of, but after 9-11, just like after COVID or during the you know, tail end of COVID lives changed like just, it's almost like both of those major events kind of either reset us or sent us in a different direction. And it's like taking a rock and bam, throwing it into the pond, the ripples go out. But those major events can have a major impact on our lives where we need some help. We need some coaching. We need some energy healing. Uh, Let's do, let's do our meditation. Can we do that? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So you call this a mindfulness meditation? I
1: call it, I call it mindfulness meditation. Um, number one, I just want people to know that meditation isn't for everyone. You know, certain people may have a condition that, you know, if they've already spoken to their doctor, it's just, you know, I believe and I trust the individual will know whether or not meditation is good for them. But I call it mindfulness meditation because when people hear meditation, oh my gosh, I have to quiet my mind. Mm -hmm. I have to shut off my thoughts. I can't sit for an hour. I mean, those were the things that I first, you know, those were my experiences. I can't meditate. I can't sit. I can't, you know, it's like I can't, I can't, I can't. And then after practicing it and having people do the mindfulness meditation with me, it became easier. So I call it mindfulness meditation because it's only for a couple of minutes and it's just refocusing and just being in the present moment and you can practice this like anytime, time, So, mm. I So um, I would say to, you know, to people out there, um, if you're listening, to get into a seated, comfortable position in a chair, in a safe space, And once you do that, just start focusing on your breath, inhaling and exhaling at your own pace. And just feel yourself becoming centered, becoming grounded. Your eyes can be open. Your eyes can be shut. There's no right or wrong way how to do this. Just focus on your breath, gently breathing in gently exhaling out. So I want you to stand in front of a forest. Picture yourself in front of a forest. You can draw an imaginary circle around yourself. This is your safe, sacred space. No harm can come to you. You are protected. And as you stand there, look at the pine trees. Are they tall? Are they short? What color are the pine needles on the trees? Are there pine cones? There's so many different types of brown pine cones. And what do you hear? Can you hear leaves rustling underneath your... Can you smell dampness in the leaves? Or maybe the sun has been shining bright and you can feel the sun rays hitting your face through the trees. And what do you hear? Can you hear birds? Maybe if it's dusk, maybe you hear an owl in the background. Maybe there's a slight breeze, and you can hear the wind just blowing gently. So again, just focus on your breath, gently breathing in and out. And if there is an unwanted thought that comes into your mind, just you can place it on a cloud. Place that thought on the cloud. Just let that cloud blow away and just bring yourself back because we can't always quiet our minds. But it's just refocusing back onto the present moment. So take a look around the forest again. Just notice all the types of green trees there are, the color of the leaves, the sounds that are in the air, the smells. Now just take another deep breath in, exhale, and quietly come back to your, to yourself, to your present being. If your eyes were closed, you can open them, and just sit for a minute and see how you feel. We're good. Are you there, Steve? Oh, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so good.
0: I love the visual and the way in which you do it. You bring all the senses into it, which is super, super cool. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and very calming as well. It's thank you. Do you? How often do you meditate yourself?
1: I, tr- I'm going to be honest because you know we've got to practice what you preach. Um, I try to do my own. Say, for instance, like in the when I'm getting ready in the morning. Um, I'm trying to incorporate it more because it it, it does work. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, like I said, it's you have to incorporate it. You have to incorporate it into your daily life. And once you start it, it becomes easier. So if, if somebody needs to, if, if somebody's anxious or they just need to come back and you know, I call dial it back a second. You could just stand or or sit or or look at something it could be a, a rug on the floor and look look to see you know what does it look like what is the color what is the texture and take it, it it'll take your mind and preoccupy you know yourself from whatever unwanted thought you may have had and the more you practice it the easier it becomes so i would say you know throughout the day i'll 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 do that if there's something that's overwhelming me, I'll be like, all right, step back a second, you know, focus on something. And then just center yourself, you know, and, and become grounded.
0: What you said was, was great a moment ago where it doesn't have to be overthought. You know, so many of us think, you know, we have the visual of somebody sitting with their legs crossed and, you know, just getting in that zone. And, no, you could be in your car and meditate. Just, yeah. You don't want to close your eyes, but it can be done basically anywhere. And once you practice it, I spoke to a guy that I mean, I I call him a professional meditator because this is his life. He's been to Tibet, you know. He's lived there for you know, two years, and and I said, how long does it take you to get into you know meditative state? He's like five seconds. I'm like, come on, you no, know, nope, 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 maybe seven. <laughs> I'm like so jealous, but once you practice it, you keep doing it. You know how to get there, and it's just it's it's a habit. You got to get there, right. yeah. But is that something that you offer as well? If somebody is is yeah, call it struggling with meditation, that you can help them out with that too.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Excellent. Because again, it and and it's not something that has to be ongoing or forever. Because once you get the techniques down and you practice it. It, it just starts to flow.
0: Some of us can do it easily. Some of us, most of us need somebody to basically take our hand and, and guide us through it, like you just did. And that, by the way, that was a mini meditation. You know, it's, there's much more that can be done, much more that you can offer. And especially with Reiki. I mean, imagine if you combine Reiki with meditation, you know, on a somewhat regular basis, how much better you'd be feeling, right?
1: Yes, I, I agree.
0: Awesome. And, I've,
1: and I've had it happen. So I, you know, speaking from experience, it works. And, and, and one thing, too, I want to say is that you have to be comfortable with the individual you're working with.
0: You know, my
1: style may not be for everybody, but the thing is to get to know the person. You have to, you have to, have, you have to trust the individual you, and, and build a rapport with them. And that's, you know, how a healthy relationship, you know, develops. Because if someone's hesitant and really not sure and they're, they're working with somebody on, on any sort of level, um, it's not going to benefit that individual. So, if, you know, if someone was uncomfortable with, with me, I don't want to, to make them feel that way and put them in that position. Um, so I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, and everybody has a different style. You know your style is fantastic, but that might maybe it's not going to resonate with somebody else. So once you find it, you know you know it when you find it. It's almost like you know meeting the perfect partner. It's like mm, yeah, this 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 feels right. And same thing with um, with Reiki and and the coaching. If somebody wants to connect with you, Debbie, best way to go to your website.
1: Yes, pathwaysforwellness.com. dot com. My email is info at Pathways dot com, and my phone number six three one
0: nine two six two three six two and i found somewhere in terms of your fees even for the uh animal reiki very reasonable gotta tell you so well worth it to to feel better either you or your pet or even for bonding um do you have a free console just if somebody has a couple of questions want to make sure that uh, it's a right Absolutely.
1: fit Yes, if anybody has any questions, definitely, you know, we we can, again, because that's the whole thing. I want them to be comfortable. I don't want to, you know, charge somebody for something that they say, you know what, this is, you know, this isn't for me. So, yes, I do.
0: Awesome. Debbie, great talking with you today. And, again, the uh, website is pathwaysforwellness.com. I appreciate everything. I appreciate the meditation.
1: Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure.
0: Same here. And we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Cruz, actor, former football
1: player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind, like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating
0: pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779.
1: Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.